my gosh, you guys, I have the best news. So we are now on a new microphone. That's right. The quality of this podcast just got 10 times better. Ladies and gentlemen, the volume inside this bus is astronomical. So I finally got a new microphone because if you haven't noticed, the audio quality of these episodes has been absolutely crap. And especially last week because I was trying to mess around with it and fix it as much as I could, but I actually ended up making it worse. So I finally decided it was time to invest in a better microphone And so hopefully this sounds like a million times better. Hopefully it sounds like I'm actually standing right next to you talking in your ear because that's the goal. You know, we're just trying to have a conversation here and if there's fuzzy feedback noise, then, you know, that's just distracting for us. So I really hope this improves the quality of the episodes, but welcome back, you guys. My name is Megan. I am your host, and you are listening to the Unfiltered Podcast. In case you didn't know or you accidentally just stumbled upon this episode, then welcome. Um, It's honestly a great time over here. We talk about anything lifestyle-related, and I like to sit here and rant about all the problems in the world, so... That's basically what we're all about here. So, um, welcome. I hope you stay. Also, I just wanted to remind you that a new episode goes up every Monday at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. So, tune in every week, listen to the new episode. It really helps me get this podcast more out there. And also, you know what else helps is if you click those stars that are next to the name. Actually, I don't know where they are in other apps, but if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can give us a nice review, a five-star rating. That would be amazing, and leave a review if you can because that also helps me just um, get this podcast out there, and obviously we want as many people as possible to hear it, so thank you so much for that, but yeah, also if you're not already go follow me on social media. My Instagram is at beauty in this brokenness and my Twitter is at Megan underscore Dennis underscore. Also just a little side note, I am trying to get my Instagram sorted out. Um, I'm kind of making some changes that I can't really tell you yet because they're kind of a secret, but I really want to have one Instagram account that's for like everything so I really want to get rid of the name that it is now and make it my name but obviously someone already has at Megan Dennis so I've been doing some reading and I'm trying to figure out how to like change your username to what you want it to be and I've been reading some things online and They all say to find whoever has your actual account or the account that you want and DM them to see if they'll change it. So I tried doing that and I cannot find the real at Megan Dennis. I I don't think she exists, honestly, because I went and I searched for it on Instagram and it did not come up under the account. So... 
we may never know. I don't know why it's not showing up. Maybe she has me blocked. Um, I don't even know this girl, (laughs) probably. Like, I don't know anyone else named Megan Dennis. But, anywho, I'm trying to get all that sorted out because I do want to um, make things make sense. That probably, that actually probably made no sense. But, (laughs) what I'm trying to say is... I want it to be easy for you to find me and follow me and all that good stuff. So, that's just a little side story, but I am working on that. And also, I just wanted to give another um, one last shameless self-promo before we get into the episode. If you're not already, go check out my YouTube channel, which is Beauty in This Brokenness. I try to post on there frequently as well. So if you're not already, go check that out. And if you want to subscribe, that would be amazing. But um, anyways, okay, I've been rambling for a long time now. So maybe I should actually get into it after all that promo. So hopefully you guys are still sticking with me. When I sat down to plan out this week's episode and I was thinking about this past week and what's been going on and at first I was like there's honestly not that much going on that I can talk about right now and then I started to think about it and I actually have a lot to tell you guys. So first thing and this is probably the most shocking thing on my list is I'm actually on a diet now. And I know a lot of you are going to be like, Megan, you're so skinny. You don't need to be on a diet, honey. Just go back to eating regular food like a normal 19-year-old. Well, listen, when I eat, I want to feel good after I eat, you know? Like, junk food and desserts and bread, like, that all tastes so good. But I feel so bloated after I eat any of that that I finally decided, you know what, it's time to make some changes and actually there's a few reasons I'm doing this. So I should probably tell you what kind of diet I'm going on. So the diet is supposed to be like anti-inflammatory and basically you cut out, um, the main food, like, four main food groups. It's, um, wheat, soy, dairy, and sugar. Those are, like, the four main things that you can't eat, and you do that for three weeks, and then after the three weeks of not eating anything with wheat, soy, dairy, or sugar, then you slowly start to introduce those food groups and see, like, what bothers you the most, like, what makes you feel the worst. And so then maybe you can cut those out after that. But um, I'm still in the three-week part. Actually, I just started, like, this coming week. This is day four. Day four. And you're probably, like, okay, so if you cut out all those things, then what exactly do you eat? Well, I'm basically a rabbit. I eat a ton of lettuce and greens and spinach and a lot of salad and then um, anything that has fruit and vegetables and rice, oats, 
oats that are gluten-free, obviously, but that's what I've been eating the last four days, and honestly, I feel pretty good. Like, I'm not gonna lie, it does feel really good to not, like, to eat things that are nourishing and refreshing instead of, like, heavier foods that make you feel bad and bloated. So, in that sense, I have felt a lot better, but I do get really hungry, like, I'll eat something and then, like, an hour later, I'll be ready for the next meal. So, if you hear my stomach growling during this, then that's probably why, but it's honestly been a pretty good experience so far. I've never really been one to go on diets Um, A few years ago, I actually did a post on my blog where I went vegan for a week, and that was just mainly for the content. (laughs) Like, I wasn't planning on doing it long term, and it was pretty hard. I don't know how people do that. Like, if you're vegan or even gluten-free or dairy-free, then props to you. I don't know if I could do it, like, after I find out what's making me feel bad and if I have to cut that out. Honestly, I'd be disappointed if I had to cut any of those things out, but for the most part, I try to eat pretty clean. Um, I did cut out red meat a few years ago, so I pretty much only eat chicken and turkey, like those type of things, Um, but I don't eat pork or beef or anything like that, so I've been doing that for a long time now, but I think this diet has really made me feel a lot better. Like, just on a daily, like, I don't feel bad after I eat, and even though I'm hungry literally all the time, it's kind of worth it. So, I've been doing really well with it. Actually, I didn't think I'd last the whole three weeks, but I think I'm, I think I can do it, actually. So, (laughs) Okay, so I actually wasn't going to talk about this on the podcast. I was actually going to include it in a YouTube video um, that I wanted to do, but I think it would make a good... I think I should... I think I decided I wanted to talk about it here just because it's not really like that big of a deal, but I just wanted to let you in on the situation that... I had to go through a couple weeks ago, and I think there's probably a lot of other people out there who are in the same position as me right now, so um, I just wanted to go ahead and share it now. So basically, with everything going on, the coronavirus, we all know, we all love her. My school was planning on doing in-person classes for the fall semester. Um, They said like a month or two ago that they were planning on having all in-person classes just like it normally is, but obviously um, there hasn't been a good, any good changes with the virus, so I think a lot of schools are being a lot more cautious now, so I got an email um, a couple weeks ago saying that the majority of all my classes for the fall and the spring semesters, so basically the whole academic year, are going to be online now. And 
that news just really, I don't know, like, I keep telling people this, but I did not spend all those years being homeschooled just to go, just to do online college too. Like, I've been there, I've done that, I, that's not for me anymore, but I mean, there's not much I can do about it if that's what they decided and that's what they decided, but, um, Basically, they said that the majority of all the classes for the fall and the spring semester are going to be online now. So, for those of you who don't know, I'm actually a part of a grant scholarship. So, basically, um, I have my first two years of college already paid for by the city. And in return for that, I do a certain amount of hours of community service each year to make up for that and it's a really great program it's kind of confusing to explain but basically I'm getting two years of college for free I don't have to pay for anything besides books and other like smaller miscellaneous fees but my tuition is covered and it's honestly a great program like I don't know how many people I have talked to who said that they wish that this had been an option for them when they were in college, but it really is a great program, and I'm so lucky to be able to have that option for me, but um, back to the emails. So they said specifically to us in the scholarship, they said we will allow you to defer for a year and not take any classes. You're not basically not a student for the next year. And then um, next school year, you can come back and the scholarship will still be there for you. Because normally you would have to do your two years of school like right in a row and not, you can't like take a gap year if you wanted to, if that makes sense. So basically they're saying if you want to, you can take this year off and come back next year and still be in the scholarship. Or they said we have to commit to doing online classes for the entire school year next year. So those are basically my two options. And I thought about it for a really long time. It was actually right before I was about to leave to go on vacation. So I had to think about that the entire time I was there. And it's it was really stressful, you know. So I did a lot of thinking and I really, 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 really didn't want to skip a year, a whole year of college and be behind because if you know me, I always put school first. Like next to family, school is the most important part of my life right now and I am fully committed to getting my degree so I can do well in life. So to just throw away a whole year of school and obviously I would try to work and um, get a job and everything but um, it would still put me a year behind and I really didn't want that so my next option was to see if there were any other schools that were having in-person classes that I could apply to and with that, I actually started applications to three schools, I think. Like, I filled out all the applications and everything, and I was really considering doing that, but then after I looked into it some more, I realized that even 
those schools that were having some in-person classes, the majority of theirs were online as well. And financially, it just didn't make sense to pay thousands of more dollars for something that I can get for free. Um, if, especially if they're online, like they're the equivalent, then why would I spend the extra few thousand dollars when I can get the same thing for free? So that was my little conundrum. And after I found out that those schools were also having the majority of their classes online, I was actually really close to taking the deferment option and just not going to school this next year. Like, I was ready to go and sign the papers. I had my mind made up. I was like, I can't do another year of online classes. Like, it would have been different if they had said for the fall semester only that classes were going to be online, and then they would reevaluate in the spring, but that wasn't the case. I don't see how they could make a decision for the entire school year when the situation could change at any time like who knows maybe maybe it'll be better by um January February but we just don't know so I was kind of upset that they had made the call for the spring semester already and I just really didn't want to take online classes again it, I had a terrible 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 experience last semester um most of it had to do with the professors and they weren't uploading things on time and having trouble with zoom calls and it was just it was just a bad experience let me just put it that way so I really didn't want to have to do that again but um in the end I did decide to stick with it and you know I I just thought you know if I get through this next year at this community college with schooling that I'm getting for free, then next year I'll be able to go to a university or wherever I choose to go to and things will hopefully get better from there. So that's what I ended up doing, but I honestly was really close to taking the deferment option. Although I don't know what I would have done with myself, honestly, if I did defer. Like, obviously I would hopefully be working, but if things get shut down again, then what am I going to (laughs) do? I mean, this podcast is doing well, but not that well. (laughs) So the last update I have from kind of my personal life, which will, this all kind of ties into our main topic today, which I will get to in just a, just a few minutes, but, um, I wanted to go ahead and share that, Um, I think I said it on here before that I have an internship for the summer with uh, my 4-H department. So I was a 4-H'er. I talk about 4-H literally all the time. But I was a 4-H member and basically after you graduate high school, like the year after your final year of 4-H, so your first year of college, you can apply to be a summer assistant and basically... We just help out with getting things ready for the fair and um, we help at camps and stuff like that. But obviously this year has been completely different. As you know, our county fair actually got canceled a while ago in May, I think. 
they said that they weren't comfortable having it or like the advisory council people said that they didn't want to have a fair so basically the fair got canceled and I was supposed to start my internship in May that's usually when the interns start and that's kind of when things kind of start um picking up and everything gets a lot busy we have camps and um, people start working on their projects so it's a busy time but I actually didn't get to start until the first of June and that is because um with the virus and everything they had to get the all clear from Purdue to allow the interns to start so I started at the beginning of June and I'm honestly so happy with it like I I'm getting so much good experience and I really like the setting I work in and everyone that I work with is so nice and it's just a great environment so I'm really enjoying it and um when I started in June we were allowed to go back to the office so I've been working there and honestly it's so nice just to get out of the house for a couple hours like it's just so good to sit somewhere else and be around other people so I really enjoyed that part of it um so right now we're working on the virtual fair which has been a huge task in itself so basically we're putting together videos and slideshows for all of the exhibits and um, putting in the results and everything and um, me and the two other interns are in charge of doing that so we've been working on that for about a week now and it's a huge job like I've I've worked almost 40 hours this week like it's usually um, I usually get about 20 to 25 hours per week but this week I've gotten 40 and uh, it's just a lot of work but um, I am enjoying it but there was a situation last week um, one of the other interns that I work with actually got a call from someone saying that um, they had been exposed the intern had been at an event where someone had tested positive for COVID-19. So they got that call last Thursday? Yes, because it was the day after I got back from vacation. I had come into work and they get that call. And after that, um, they told us, you know, um, we're not going to shut down the whole office because it was a friend of a friend type of situation so the intern themselves wasn't directly exposed but they told us um you know whatever we're comfortable with if we want to keep coming in or work from home whichever one we're comfortable with so um I wanted to just be extra cautious and I chose to work from home this week just to you know, be safe, and I don't want to 
accidentally get it and expose my family or anyone else. So I just decided to go with the safe route and work remotely this week. It has been interesting. Working from home is a lot different from doing school at home because, you know, you're you're supposed to work certain hours during the day and um, just communicating with the other people has been um, kind of difficult. Like, obviously, we have access to all this technology now, but just, like, communicating ideas and things like that has been hard. And then I just cannot focus. Like, time goes by so much slower when I'm at home than when I'm at the office. So I've really struggled with that. But I only have one more day of it, which is nice because I am so excited just to get back to the office and be around other people. And I'm just able to work a lot better when I'm not, you know, sitting at home where usually um, when you think of being at home, you think of, you know, relaxing from your work day or whatever, not having your entire work day be at home. So... That part has been really interesting and I'm kind of glad like that I never had to work from home before because it's just not for me. Like I know some people are, some people really like it, but for me it's just really difficult to sit in one place and just stare at the computer all day. It just makes me so tired and it's really easily, it's really easy for me to get distracted and start looking at other things, scroll, scroll through social media. So it's really like not my thing, but for people who work from home, like good for you. I am so impressed that you can do that because I cannot Like, I don't know what it is, but I've just struggled so hard this week. But thankfully, it's almost over, and hopefully I will never have to do it again, which at this rate, I'm sure I probably will. But um, it's just been an interesting experience, especially doing what I'm doing and um, communicating with everyone about who's working on what and that type of thing has been um, a task as well. So... I am very excited to get back to the office next week. Okay, finally getting into our main topic for this episode, which ties in with the last couple of things that I talked about, and that is tips for working at home and online school. So I know a lot of people have done videos and podcast episodes about this, but I just wanted to kind of share some of the tips that I've learned personally throughout this time. And obviously I was homeschooled, so I've been at this for a long time now. So I feel like I have some experience that I can share and I want everyone to be able to successfully work from home or if you're doing online school then obviously I want 
you to feel productive and motivated. So these are just a couple of things that I've learned along the way that might be able to help you. The first thing is to get up and go to bed at the same time every day. So I know it's very tempting to want to stay up late or wake up late because you know you're just going to be at home all day, but honestly, that's not good for you. You need to, first of all, keep yourself on a good schedule. Um, It's not good to go to bed at different times or wake up at different times. That's just not good for your body. If you train yourself to go to sleep at the same time every night, your body will get used to it and like um, almost automatically fall asleep at that time. So you want to have a good consistent sleeping routine and I know it's probably very tempting to want to start work or school later than you normally would because you're at home but I always think of it as the earlier the earlier I start the earlier I'll finish and I love having the last few hours of the day to relax and do whatever I want so um I would recommend getting up at a decent time um usually between eight and nine is a good time to wake up if you don't have that much going on. I've been waking up between 6.30 and 7 to get my workday started because, like I said, the earlier you start, the earlier you finish. So I like to have that. And then the second thing, which I don't think will be a problem for anyone, is to eat consistently throughout the day. And there have been so many studies that have shown that if you eat while you work, you will be more productive, and I find this to be true. Um, even just having a bottle of water next to you when you're working is good because it keeps your it keeps you awake and it keeps you your your brain active. Also, I just want to call everyone out who doesn't eat breakfast. Please stop. Please stop and eat something for breakfast because it is so bad for you to go that long without eating. Like if you haven't eaten since dinner the night before, so let's say six or seven, and you don't eat until lunch the next day, that's about 18 hours without eating. And that's not good for your body. I completely understand that not everyone likes to eat right when they get up. So um, I would say between sometime in the first hour that you wake up, make sure you eat something and eat consistently throughout the day. So don't skip lunch or um, anything like that. Always eat snacks. It helps you be more productive and obviously you want to work with a full stomach. This next one is a big one for me. So I get tired of sitting at the same spot all day. Like if I sit at my desk for more than two or three hours, I start to lose focus and get really tired. So I would recommend obviously having a designated working area in your house is a good thing, but make sure you move around. Like maybe um, sit at the dining room table or um, sit on the couch if that makes you comfortable. But whatever you do, don't sit in your bed while you're working. 
That just makes you so tired. I cannot tell you how many times I fell asleep in my Zoom lectures last semester. It was terrible. So 10 out of 10, do not recommend working in bed, but if you can find different areas in your house to sit at while you work, um, first of all, it'll help It'll help you combat the afternoon slump, which I'm sure happens to everyone. It happens to me around 2 o'clock every day. I get super tired and ready to just stop working, but that's usually a sign that you need to get up and move around so you won't fall into that slump. Okay, the next thing is if you're able to take breaks and or do something else. So if you're like me and get tired doing the same thing all day, every day, switch it up. And obviously if you can take some breaks and one tip I learned is to not be on your phone during those breaks because you've been staring at a screen this whole time and you definitely need to, um, be away from it for a while so make sure you take breaks if you can and if you can't then I would recommend switching to a different task just so that your brain doesn't get tired of doing the same thing over and over again because that's not good either so you want to make sure that you switch it up every once in a while and take breaks if you can. Okay you guys to-do lists have been my new best friend. So as you probably know, I love my planner. I plan everything out in my happy planner and I love calendars and things like that. But these past few months, I've kind of just thrown all my planning out the window, which I know is shocking, but I just got so depressed that there wasn't anything to put on the planner so I stopped using that and I started making more to-do lists so each day I sit down and I write out a to-do list for things that I know I have to get done that day and it's really been helping me to take things day by day instead of thinking like long term Um, just take it day by day and it really helps me feel a lot less overwhelmed and depressed about what is going on in the world right now. So I just make a to-do list each day and it's honestly so satisfying to check things off. So I would highly recommend to-do lists. You can just do it on a scrap of paper. Like you don't even have to have a fancy planner or anything for it and just write down Every little task you have to do, I've learned every little thing counts. So just put like making your bed or taking a shower, like just checking something, just checking off that you did something will make you feel more accomplished. And especially during these days when it feels like not much is going on, it'll definitely help you feel more motivated and productive to, you know, keep grinding, keep doing things and um, keep making to-do lists. I've raved about them before, but I absolutely love my blue light blocking glasses. So if you guys don't know what blue light glasses are, basically they block out all the harmful blue light that comes from your computer or your phone, whatever you're staring at, and it filters that through. So 
I've been wearing my blue light glasses, especially since I've been working from home. Um, I used to get headaches all the time from staring at computers and even my phone at night, especially, so it would make it hard to fall asleep, but my blue light glasses honestly do such a good job of um, blocking all that harmful stuff out and I can sleep at night and I don't have headaches throughout the day, so would definitely recommend those. This is not an ad, by the way. Um, it's not sponsored, but um, if any blue light brands want to sponsor me, then hey, hit me up. <laughs> but I love my blue light glasses so much, and I would definitely recommend getting a pair. I know they have them on Amazon, and um, if you just Google blue light glasses, it'll come up Another great thing about blue light glasses is that you can put in your, your eyeglasses or contact prescription and you don't have to wear like two pairs of glasses or glasses over your contact. You can just have them all in one pair of glasses. I don't do that because I like wearing my contacts during the day, but um, if you're the kind of person who likes wearing glasses, then you can have your prescription put in your blue light glasses and they also just look really cute, so I would definitely recommend those. Okay, the next thing is to clean your workspace frequently. So, I don't know about you, but I find it really hard to work in an area that is messy. Like, if I have stuff laying around in my room, then I find it really hard to get any work done. So, I always clean, usually either right after I'm done with work or right before and just clean up my mess from the day, clean up any dishes or clothes that are laying out and put everything away so that way um, I have a nice clean workspace to start with. Working in clutter just isn't good for you so um, I definitely recommend setting aside some time to clean up your workspace. You know, you don't have to do anything crazy. Just pick it up and um, just like if you were at your office or wherever you usually work, I assume most people keep their offices clean. I don't know if that's true or not, but um, definitely keep your workspace clean. It will help you work better and you won't be so stressed out about it. Okay, the last tip I have to share is to set designated working hours. So, I know a lot of people who can get caught up in work and they'll still be answering emails and phone calls even after the workday has ended and I've never been that kind of person because I can only focus for so long and when I'm working, like if I know I work 8 to 4 every day, then from 8 to 4 my brain is only focused on work. But after four o'clock, that's my time to relax and unwind. I don't think about work. I don't do any work after that time. So I think it's really important when you're at home to set those boundaries. And like I said before in one of the earlier tips, it's good to get an earlier start. But Whatever time you start, um, always set a start time and a finish time so that way you know. Um, it's just like being at work. You know, I'm working from this time to this time and then after that, I'm done for the day. 
because if you overwork yourself, it's not good for your brain, not good for your body. Your brain needs to relax and recharge for the next day of work. So don't overwork yourself while you're at home. Okay, you guys, I had a lot to talk about in this episode, but um, I really hope you liked it. Um, I hope it kind of like resonated with some people because I know a lot of people are not being able to go back to school or having to work from home. So I kind of just wanted to share my experience and, you know, help help some people feel more motivated and productive at home because honestly it doesn't look like we'll be getting out of this anytime soon so it's best just to get used to it but yeah I really hope you guys like this episode like I said before make sure you subscribe and give us a rating so I know if you enjoyed it and um Make sure to connect with me on all my social medias and tune in next week every Monday at 7 a.m. Eastern Time for a new episode. And I hope you guys have a great week and I will talk to you in the next episode.